My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to our final installment of the Divisional NFL Summer Preview Series Podcast. I'm Don DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, the Oddscast Podcast, producer Corey. We are going over the AFC West, which is our final installment. We have done all seven divisions except for the AFC West. You can go to iTunes and Spotify and look up those. How this podcast works, we go through all the teams, look at their over-unders, and they give our best bets. This division is a division that has at minus 455 the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champions returning the highest uh, or the lowest, I should say, at minus 455 odds of any team to win their division we have seen so far. 11 and a half over under at some books. I see juice on the under at, my, at 11 and a half. But Terry, Terry, why don't we start with you and the Chiefs? Is there any way the Chiefs lose this division? Uh, no, Dominic, I do not. I do not think so. What I'm really eyeing up is the chiefs to make the playoffs at minus 1400. I'm not, uh, I just, (laughs) I just don't see, I know they won the super bowl. I, I honestly cannot wait for this season because I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw 60 touchdown passes because Andy Reid is not going to give one fuck about anything. (laughs) He's going to go for it on fourth down on his own 25-yard line. He's going to kick onside kicks. He's going to, like, it's going to be awesome. And I think that Mahomes is going to have a crazy year. I, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see how they lose this division. Uh, yeah. The Patrick Mahomes is plus 400 to win the MVP, which is absurd. Yeah, that's um, pre- it's preposterous. <laughs> it's I preposterous. have the Chiefs. Well, going to throw a 60 touchdown, so it should be like minus 500. <laughs> you want a points bet Patrick Mahomes over on touchdowns? What is it? I don't know. I'm just – I'm sure – What is it? On. We could probably find out. Um, but I have the Chiefs as the second best team in the NFL on paper behind the New Orleans Saints. Uh The Ravens are third. The biggest thing with the Chiefs, I mean, we could talk about all day about how good Patrick Mahomes is, how good Andy Reid is. I think over under is 35 and a half. Sorry. Just had to tell you. All right. Well, Terry says it's 60, so bet the over there. Yeah. I mean, so much value. (laughs) Um, I think that this team doesn't skip a beat offensively. I think even when you saw Patrick Mahomes go down last year for a couple weeks, they were still winning games. So it's not even like, with him being out them, I don't really see them struggling, uh, running everything back. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Um, they drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire in the first round at running back. Uh, I think Brian Westbrook is going to be Brian Westbrook for their team. Yeah. That they ruined my no running backs bet (laughs) in the first round of the draft. (laughs) Yeah. Pick number 32, still a first rounder. Um, I think defensively this team could take a step back. Like I think Tyron Matthew was the glue that held this defense together. Um, they're not great rushing the quarterback outside of Jones um, uh, run defense. They're not great in coverage. They're pretty good. Uh, you know, Matthew 
gives a lot of uh, credence to that. But I do think there could be some defensive regression. But as Terry said, if you're throwing 60 touchdowns in a season, like I don't think anybody's outscoring this team. No, and they got Juan Thornhill back. Yeah. I mean, he was only out for the playoffs, but still. Um, Mahomes, any value on four to one at the MVP? Because that's just an absurd. Like, I, I don't, There's even no. if you think, even if it's a stone cold lock, like I don't, that's just stupid. No, I mean, even though I think he's going to throw 60 touchdowns, I would not, I would not bet him to be MVP. Uh, yeah, both, like giving it twice to, I mean, I know he didn't win it last year. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, you'd have better, like they're plus like 300 to win the AFC. I'd rather bet on that. Like if you're going to lay like odds that are that low. And uh, let's talk about the over under then 11 and a half. Um, there's a couple, lot of wins. There's a couple different lines out there. It's kind of interesting because DraftKings has them at 11 and a half at plus 107. Um, but then you can see it on FanDuel over 11 and a half is minus 125. So there's some serious discrepancy in terms of where the juice is, depending on the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but juice is loose. It seems that most of the books have either minus 110, minus 110, or uh, there's a lot more juice on the over. Um, so if you are going to bet that over, I'd look at it on DraftKings. Yeah, and if you're looking at the DVOA last year, Chiefs were third in regular season DVOA on offense. Um, they were 14th on defense. So defensively, there's still a lot left to be desired. But I think that I, what I want, what I don't want to do, is look at the playoff run where they probably just got very hot at the right time and hit on all cylinders, and then say, okay, that's going to pick up immediately in week one. Um, I think that there's a, there's a definite world in which this team could win less than 11 games, uh, less than 12 games at 11 and a half. I think there's a world in which this team could win 10 games, but if we're talking divisional odds, the rest of this division is just completely up in the air. Like I have, usually I go in, in the list of odds, like, Broncos plus 900 Raiders at plus 1200 Chargers at plus 800 or the over-unders to go, which team we go next. But like all these teams are exactly the same to me. And I was looking at all the other books and all the odds are all over the place. So yeah, which, which team do you want to talk about next? Because I really can't see, I mean, you have the Broncos as the team that probably a lot of people are backing just because of their offensive talent and what they've added as far as skill position players go and how good they looked at the end of last season. Uh, the Chargers, with Herbert could be a, could step forward, even though he might not start in the Tyra first couple Taylor. of games. And then right. you have the, and you have the Raiders who were by all accounts up until the last half of the season, um, were right there in the thick of the playoff hunt and were pretty good, um, in terms of efficiency. Like they were a good team in terms of offensive DVOA, even though Derek Carr doesn't throw the ball more than 15 yards. Um, so why don't you, Terry, why don't you pick a team to go over next, who out of these three teams do you think has the best shot of finishing second in this division? Um, uh, let's just go to the Broncos. Cause I don't want to answer that question. Cause that might <laughs> be a best bet or something. Okay. So Joe, let's start with the Broncos. You notoriously picked the Broncos to reach <laughs> the AFC championship game last season. Um, do you so think wrong. that that will happen again this year? <laughs> was it last season or was it like two years ago where they won like three games? No, I, think, I don't remember. If, I don't remember if we were just, it was before the pot or if we were just talking, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not. Either way, it was definitely embarrassing. <laughs> Either way, yeah, it was definitely like really wrong. Either way, like, I, I think that they, you know, they added some weapons, um, but I don't, they're not like, I'm not like super excited by them. I, I think the thing to look at more is uh, last year, you know, they were top 10 in terms of opponents points per game. Um, so it's, I think a big question is going to be like, how good is their defense? Can they sustain that? And then, you know, with some of the offensive weapons that they've added, not, they're going to necessarily be a powerhouse, but, um, are they going to, can, how many points can they put up there to kind of help their defense out? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they, they're giving lock the, like as many options as they can. Um, but, and, you know, he, I just, I don't know how I'm not like convinced that he's good though. Yeah. I think that people are looking at that last stretch of the season and whether it be like the meme of him singing young Jeezy went viral around that same time. That was awesome. I'm here for (laughs) that. But um. Um, I think that that's, you know, people are maybe overrating it. PFF had him like on the bottom tier of the league even considering that run. Uh, I think that this team has a lot of skill position players. Obviously Jerry Judy coming in was probably my favorite receiver in this draft. They get him plug along with Cortland Sutton, who was my favorite fantasy player last year. I think he's a number one receiver. I think that tandem could be very, very good in the seasons to come, but it may just not be this season. Uh, no offense there. Philip Lindsay, I, I like, there's a lot of thing. They have a lot of things to like, but yeah. And, and you get, uh, Bradley Chubb back who tore his ACL in week four last season, like pair him with Von Miller. If he has a lot left in the tank still, like this team is, has pieces, like they have pieces, but it's just up to Vic Fangio to put it together. And it's like, do you believe in Vic Fangio to do that? And, and I will say this too, whatever impact COVID has on the football season as a whole, I don't think, I I mean, it could go one of two ways, but I would like to at least touch on Denver's home field advantage, which is probably the most, the biggest advantage a team has that's not crowd related just because of the air. So I don't, I don't know whether you give that mile high. Yeah. I am aware why you, why, if you give that home field advantage, even more of an impact if you're grading out this team because of COVID and no fans potentially, or if you give it less of an impact, like what do you think of the home field advantage here for the Broncos? Um, I think, I mean, it would be more of an impact relatively. I, I think yeah. that it's still going to matter. Um, it's still tough to play there. Um, I, it sucks that they won't have fans because they are like, they do have great fans. So like it adds to it. Um, but it, it definitely would make it one of the more substantial home field advantages yeah. if there were no fans. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I'm like just not really convinced about how they finished the season last year. Cause like they finished four and one, they lost to the chiefs, but the teams that they beat just to like to reminders, like the chargers who were not good last year, uh, the Texans who we all thought were fraudulent. And then they beat the lions without Matthew Stafford or really like a real quarterback. And then the Raiders, who I also don't think are good. So, like, you know, looking at that, looking at that finish to the season, I think that there's going to be now there's five games of tape out on Drew Locke. 
um, the teams have the opportunity to look at uh, over the course of the whole off season. I don't, I, I'm not compelled by them, uh, you know, in backing them. This the power of Christ compel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it comes down to Fangio. Like I, and this has been a theme throughout this series is that I'm looking at coaching way more just because of how different this off season has reportedly been. And I don't really believe in Fangio. I, I, maybe he got it right at the end of the season. And that was a little bit more of, you know, an indicator of what's to come. Obviously this team has, I think more talent than the Raiders and the chargers, but I think they still have some holes. Like I think Locke is really not that great. Their offensive line isn't good. Um, defensively run defense, one of the tops in the league I have, but I just think coaching quarterback and offensive line play like we fall victim to this a lot, especially in our daily fantasy kind of era offensive of offensive football, where there are so many guys that you like as a skill position player on this team. Yeah. And then offensively quarterback play, offensive line play and quarterback play really just neuters any kind of offensive uh, blowout potential. Cause so you saw it with the Browns, uh, uh, you saw that's my point. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tale as old as time in the NFL. So I would be very wary of just falling in love with these shiny toys that the Broncos have, um, as far as skill position players go, because winning football games is a lot different than uh fantasy points. Well, they, yep. I mean, the Super Bowl they won, they won with a corpse at quarterback. So, and a defense. <laughs> Let's, uh, Joe, how about you pick the third team we're going to look at? It's between the Raiders and the Chargers. Raiders are. Let's go to Vegas. Okay. Okay. Vegas. Wow. That was easy. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas Raiders, seven wins last year, plus 1,200 to win the division. Over under, I see six and a half. I see seven. Um, six and a half uh, is one minus 150 juice. I think that was on DraftKings. But all these teams, all these between the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers, like seven wins is probably where you can get anything if you shop at the books. Um, but let's start with the Raiders. Any reason to like this team? You picked them. I I was waiting for you to say something. No, I think uh, you're looking. At, I think you. I think that you you have uh, you get, you're giving Derek Carr a couple more options on offense. Um, I mean, they obviously sign like Witten, who's kind of a corpse. Um, and Aguilar, who, you know, maybe can help them on offense. But I, I do think, think, if, that, I think if the first thing you bring up about why the team could be good is Jason, yeah, Jason fucking Witten. No. Jason Witten. <laughs> but I do and like, I do like. Followed up by Nelson Aguilar. I do like. It's just a meme, a meme in fucking Philadelphia for dropping. No, I, I do like, I do like, uh, I think, I think this team is going to live and die by the right. Like in this case, by the running back, Josh Jacobs. I think he was very good last year. Um, and I think it's just going to be a matter of like, can Derek Carr open up the passing game enough to give him room to run? Um, and I think if they facilitate the offense that way, uh, as like a run first offense, then they probably are in the best shape they could be in that. Yeah. I, I, I rarely give credit and I rarely am impressed with running backs, but I was very impressed with Josh Jacobs last year. I actually think that they held him back because yeah. they realized that the, he wasn't good. And you have a very forward thinking GM with Mike Mayock, former NFL network guy 
Um, I think he realized, and I think Gruden realized that Jacobs was going to be like a top five running back in his career. And that window is so, so small with running backs that I think they realized that they were not a playoff team and they were just going to, you know, basically put him on a pitch count for lack of a better word um, and not run his legs into the ground to save him for when the rebuild starts to take shape. Now, does that rebuild start to take shape this year? I don't really think so. Like there's not a lot to like with this team. I think that Derek Carr is probably underrated as a quarterback. Like he gets a lot of bad rap for being like a check down guy, like very slow moving the ball. But this is a guy who was very, you know, it was an above average quarterback in terms of PFF, like on DVOA, the Raiders were a pretty good team offensively, defensively, they were terrible. So if you look at their DVOA, they were ninth offensively. So top 10, and then they were 31st defensively uh, for DVOA. So Gruden has this group kind of clicking on offense. And I think people are forgetting that. Yeah. Uh, I think that their defense is so bad. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, there's really only only way to go from 31st. I guess you can go to 32nd, but probably going to be an improvement on defense. I think that this team could surprise in this division because if you're fading the Broncos and not believing in the Chargers, like, there's no reason why this team couldn't finish second in this division. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, like you said, their defense was a weakness, so that's what they addressed in the draft by picking three wide receivers in their first four picks. Yeah. I think they had uh, they, they did add um, Arnett. I think they had as their second. Yes, first pick. it was their second yeah. first round pick. But they did. Yeah. I did not realize that they picked three wide receivers in their first four picks. Al Davis still still around, huh? Still still around. That's <laughs> like I'm looking at their offense, and I think I think Derek Carr is underrated. He's also a guy that refuses to throw the ball down the field, which is just so infuriating. Which me. is interesting, though, because he's. Uh, one of the tops, he's like top 10 in the league for yard that yards per passing play. I, so. I, uh, uh, Derek Carr just really chaps my ass. Um, <laughs> but uh, my thing is like looking at the wide receivers with Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro, like Ruggs is a guy that stretches the defense and we don't like, we don't really know what other routes he can run besides fast. Um <laughs> So, so it looks so you look at um Tyrell Williams, it's like is he a number one wide receiver to then make these other two pieces of Hunter Renfro a slot guy and Henry Riggs a deep threat? Like is he there to compliment them? Uh, I think that that's probably what they're trying to do. I think they're going Williams as the number one wide out, Ruggs is the over the top guy, and I think Renfro fits more of that yeah. slot receiver. I mean, then they have Darren Waller who's Yeah, who's good. Who's very had, good. They had they have the weapons to put up points. So I think especially with, you know, the chiefs, you need to score points in this division to, you know, keep up with them because you can try, you can try to build defense to stop Patrick Mahomes. Um, but you know, that isn't, it's not going to happen. I forget what podcast, I, I think it was a Bill Simmons podcast where he said that talking about NFL GMs or owners and how the Texans owner McNair drafted, um, Mario Williams just to stop Peyton Manning. And it's like, if that's the reason why you're drafting someone, I like it, you're not going to stop Peyton Manning. You can only contain him for so mm-hmm. long. So and you're only playing him twice a year. Yeah. So like, so like the, yeah. So like you're, you might as well, you know, in this division, you want to put up points. All right. Uh, over under six and a half for the Raiders at seven. Let's just say everything's seven for these teams. Okay. Um, 
what do you do you lean any which way with the Raiders? I don't. I'll I'll lean under. I I don't I don't love Gruden, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That's Joe, how about you? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to say, it's tough to lean over on any of these teams in this division besides the Chiefs. So I'm going to say under two. All right. Um, I, I kind of I think if you had to put a gun to my if head, you had and, to pick one of the three. I actually think I would lean the Raiders. I think I would go Raiders, yeah. Broncos, Chargers. But what, let's move to the Chargers. Uh, this team went zero and six last year in the division. Chiefs went six and zero. Um, won five games last year. Philip Rivers is gone. Same thing, you know, eight to 12 to one, depending on the book over under between seven and seven and a half. Uh, Terry, let's go to you um, who was deep in the Justin Herbert rabbit hole before the draft as the Dolphins, as the Miami Dolphins, your beloved Miami Dolphins were thinking about taking him. Um, what do you, what were you, what was your you know, final grade on Herbert? And what do you think of the Chargers' chance this season to surprise? Because I was I was actually shocked that the over under was seven and a half with this team. Yeah, my my grade on Herbert C. Um, no, I mean if you look at the draft, when your quarterback has that nice of a like a charcuterie board, I, it raised a red flag. It could be a little soft. Um, very very nice living room. Um, I just, he just is not a very accurate passer, especially in a clean pocket, which it's not a great trait to have in the NFL when you need to make quick decisions. And I don't think his reads are great and you need accuracy. And it's just mm-hmm. one of those prototypical quarterbacks getting drafted high because he's six, four and just looks like a quarterback. So that, that was my thing. And he, you know, he's a proclaimed introvert, which I, I don't know. I want my quarterback to be a leader. Um, I, with that being said, I do like the Chargers a little bit, a little bit here. They have Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback. They added Brian Beluga, Chris Harris Jr. cornerback, and try Tar- how do you say his first name? I don't know. Turner, the right guard. They traded for him. Um, so they've improved their offensive line. They had a very good defense last year. Um, it's just this team always seems to be caught by the injury bug um so i mean it's not something you can plan for but that's that's one thing that concerns me that they is that a training staff issue you really don't know um Mm -hmm. and then anthony lynn i don't have the utmost confidence in him uh as a head coach but he knows how to coach a defense and i think Mm -hmm. with tyrod taylor as a veteran quarterback on the team i think he gives them a very good chance to win um, and the third thing that I don't know, like people are talking about is, you know, moving in this new stadium, LA, no one's going to care about them. They have literally zero expectations to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's no pressure on them. They could, they could make some noise. Yeah. yeah I, I think this team is very good on paper on defense, at least like top, yeah. top heavy, like between Joey Bosa, Derwin James, uh, Hayward, Harris, like there, there are guys on this team, um, Ingram on the defensive line. Like they have a lot of guys that have talent and if they put it all together, could be pretty scary on defense. But like you said, there always seems to be some injury bugs. Um, I don't think this offensive line is that good. Um, and I think their skill position players are okay. Like I think Keenan Allen is, is good, but might be kind of 
on the back end now. Like he's kind of look, I don't know how much of that is Philip rivers and how much of that is Keenan Allen now being in 28 years old and kind of been banged up his whole career. Um, but I think that, you know, this team is, is decent. If you're looking at fourth place projected teams in the NFL, the chargers are probably right up there with the bears um, in terms of like the best fourth place teams on paper. Like I put them a little bit higher than the Jaguars and the Bengals and the dolphins and the bills. I mean, if you want to, if you're like listening to this for the first time and are shocked that I said the bills because everyone's on them to win the, the AFC East, go back and listen to the AFC, AFC East podcast. I do not like the bills, but I think the chargers are, are good on paper. It's just tough to see them putting it all together, but you know, this division is just, just a shit show from teams two to four. Joe, do you have anything on the chargers? Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree with the points in relation to the defense. They were top six in the NFL last year in opponents yards per game that they gave up. So I do think that their defense can keep them in games and that to go to that uh, last year, granted, obviously quarterback change, um, which is a huge factor, but last year, if you flip their record in one score games, they would have been 12 and four. So I do think their defense is going to give them an opportunity to win games, but I, I think it's going to be hard with, uh, you know, a quarterback change without a doubt, at least it's going to be Tyrod Taylor. And then if they do decide to switch to a rookie, um, I think you can throw like any win total bets out the window at that point. Yeah. I, I will say that the Phillip rivers loss, I think that it's people, overrated, but I actually think it's, I think, yeah, I think it, I, well, it depends on how you frame this. <laughs> I, I, I think that people were, I think a good portion of handicappers or people in the media were thinking that rivers was done and he still had this team at five and 11, 12th ranked in offensive DVOA. And he was there for a very long time. And I think that him leaving, you lose a lot of that continuity. And I think it actually hurts them more than people are thinking. Like, I think the drop off from rivers given his tenure and just, like I said, the continuity that he brought to the table with this team, the relationship with Allen, like Austin Eckler, like those guys who believed in rivers, I think losing him and replacing him with a journeyman veteran quarterback is going to mean a lot more than people are giving credit for. Yeah. Like I, I like kind of to go off of what Terry was saying, I think it's, this is a great year for Herbert to just be the quarterback. There's no fans to boo him. Like he, like he can like feel like an introvert. It's fine. Like you can actually, you might actually be able to hear him sobbing on the sidelines. Who knows? Um, but like, I think without being the fan, an introvert doesn't mean you just cry all the time. Well, he might, cause he's going to get his <laughs> shit beat in. So <laughs> I just don't, I, I think this might be a good year for him too be the quarter, like give him the opportunity to get like a full season's worth of games because there's going to be no fans. Um, so if they're concerned about some sort of fan reaction, let them out there now. All right. Let's, uh, let's do best bets. Does anybody want to go first? Terry should probably go first considering we cucked him last time. <laughs> yeah. But Dominic just made fun of, made me rethink everything, but I, Oh, my mm. points were that good. They cut you down. <laughs> no, they weren't. Like, subscribe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I trust them more than... Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers over seven and a half wins. 
Okay. I think that they have they have the defense to do it, and I don't think anyone cares about them. Uh, no one's giving them credit, and I think Tyrod Taylor, he's not as he's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> You sound so but, uh, convincing. What book? What book? Uh, minus one thirty was on DraftKings, I believe. Okay. Joe, you're up. Uh, I'm going to fade uh, my Denver Broncos, and I'm going to take them under seven and a half wins plus one fifteen on BetMGM. God, I want to throw up. <laughs> Why? I just. What was the what was the juice on that, Joe? Uh, it's under seven and a half plus one fifteen on MGM. On MGM, yeah, it's. I think it's a. I think it's minus money on most books. All right, I thought about this one long and hard. I thought about maybe. Nice. <laughs> I thought about maybe doing the Chargers plus two thirty five to finish fourth. I thought about the Raiders plus three twenty to finish second. But I found a bet that I, I think I kind of like, um, even Whoa. though it's even though it's pretty absurd. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs to win all six division games plus two forty. Hmm. On Bet MGM, they did it Not last year. I, I understand if you probably parlayed all of those division games if you could it probably would come out way more than plus two independently doing it yeah um but this is the only book that offers this and i really could not get any um i really couldn't find myself willing to bet any of these second third and fourth teams in the broncos raiders chargers even though i probably lean the raiders a little bit um in those three teams and i probably fade the chargers most out of those teams um, cool. I couldn't, I couldn't find a, I couldn't find a, a, a bet in that way. So I think the chiefs in this COVID no fans, potentially off season, um, and season, I think that a lot of these games are going to be shootouts. Like we talked about the defense. Um, and I just don't think that any of these teams are in the same, um, same galaxy as the chiefs. I think that they're just so much better than them. There is a week 17 possibility of just, if they have everything locked up, they do play the chargers at home and they could be resting their starters. But at that point you could hedge a little bit. Um, but I'm going with chiefs to win all six division games at plus two forty at Ben MGM. Not bad. Let's, uh, wow. who wins the division chiefs? Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Chiefs, okay. Should we do a? Should we, should we do a? Who comes in second? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who comes in second? I'll go the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. I'll I'll take the Chargers. Okay. My squad, Anthony Lynn. <laughs> Anthony Lynn's guys. All right, that is it for our NFL Summer Series preview podcast. Again, we did all eight NFL divisions. We have a special treat for you coming up next on our next episode, we are doing a eight way divisional winner parlay. We're going to argue it out. We're going to draft it out. And then we're going to give you some player props to talk about too. Um, MVPs, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. And we're going to give you a full platter of, of props. Just a gang uh, bang of picks. (laughs) So I can fucking name it. 
And that's that's what we're gonna give to you, our audience. We love you. Uh, if you thank are you. interested in gang bangs, uh, <laughs> subscribe to our OnlyFans. <laughs> it's mostly me <laughs> by myself. <laughs> thank you again. Of Terry. <laughs> we love you. See you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening. The Oddscast signing Bye. off. Have a great week. Subscribe. Don't trust the police. No justice, no peace. They got me face down in the middle of the street. Pistol with me with the heat. Chicken shit sizzling. Trying to serve me with the all you can eat. Murder beef. I'm a young black heterosexual male. Don't drink, drink, don't smoke, don't sell. That's the real reason why they want me up in jail. They want me to fail. I resist and rebel. See, I give a fuck about the COP. DIGs. I want to lock and shake them like a PIT. Cause they want to see me DIE. Zombie cast under my eye. I'm a pre OG. Dark Soviet socialist. This is venomous. Focus. This phone, 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 phone. Hoping it down for open. Close through all these smoking. And the shit we doing, we hoping. So just to notice and get the notice. The throw a Molotov music. Shaking in their boots when we start to bust They ain't scared of rap music